Welcome to episode 52 of Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond, a global communication skills training organization. Listen to your employees. It seems like common sense, but it isn't common practice. In this episode, I chat with Ollie Craddock, CEO of Rungway, a firm disrupting the employee listening space. We discuss how to avoid blind spots, strategies to be more present, and the implications of the recent shifts in the workplace for leaders. I hope you enjoy. Ollie, thank you so much for joining me today. Really looking forward to the conversation. Thanks for having me, Scott. Before we jump too far into it, why don't you maybe tell the listeners just a little bit about you, your journey, and the exciting stuff that you're working on today? No, thank you. Well, I guess, yes, yeah, so a little bit about me. Interesting. So I am um, on a very personal level about to be, be a dad, if that's kind of really where you want me to go. So yeah, the congratulations. Due, date, due date of my first baby is in, uh, where are we now, 12 days, so kind of slightly daunting, um, um, which will really test my communication skills, I guess. Um, but, but away from that, I am CEO of Runway, which is a in the employee listening space is disrupting that space is kind of a mixture of tech and managed service. My journey to that is very, very varied. I have run a community of high growth um, founders, a kind of learning and connection and networking community prior, prior to this, before that I ran an edtech business that had a global footprint. Uh, and before that I've worked at chemical sales companies of all things, which is incredibly different to that and an advertising and uh, market research companies where I started out. So I have not followed a traditional thread through a, an industry or vertical. I, it obviously wasn't designed, um, but, but it's been pretty varied and interesting. So yeah, that's me. That is uh, quite a background. And <laughs> you mentioned with, with your role at Runway, like leading Runway, and it's in the employee listening space. That's yeah. just a fascinating topic. Maybe touch a little bit more about what, what that sure. means, the employee listening space. So, so employee listening traditionally to, to, and I'm sure, you, you know, people listening and yourself and I've experienced this could be anything from um, a town hall a suggestions box more you know kind of going back a bit further in time we've all seen those um feedback mechanisms like surveys or pulse pulses or maybe kind of ask me anything which could be an email or live at a you know town hall focus groups one one to ones you know listening tools by senior people in much bigger organizations so that is employee listening is a sense of trying to understand and hear um, feedback from your employee base. And I'm kind of talking about big organizations here, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess where Runway sits is different in that, in that sphere of employee listening and employee communication is, is on the basis that, and it's been proven with different theories, that executives at big companies don't have visibility just because of the nature of scale and complexity of the issues within their organization. They, The study, which is 30-odd years old, talks about they have... Um, visibility of 4% of issues, whereas obviously the employees know 100%. Uh, and that might have changed now with time. But but when I talk to people, the, the kind of feeling is it's anywhere from kind of 10 to 30%, depending on the company. Um, so there is that feeling of disconnect, ultimately, and, and probably driven by pockets of disconnection in different groups of people or locations or uh, types of roles. Um, and where Runway comes in is a always on real time channel for employees to raise things that are going on. And that could be a question, an issue, an idea in their own words, delivery in their own words. So it gives you a feeling of 
what's emerging within your business. It gives you a feeling of sentiment within your business and people can post anonymously if they want to, which helps you hear from everybody in a way that you know, you'll know this when you, when you lead a town hall or you need a focus group, um, not, not everybody puts their hand up to ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's probably the same person every time. You can kind of predict it. And what Runway enables through that anonymity is the ability to hear from everybody, but we still know something about the person. So I can start to tell clients what's emerging in your business. What are the two or three things you should worry about? Who's it important to and why is it important in their own words and what you should do about it? And then when you do something about it in terms of communicating on it, I can show the impact that has on sentiment. So it's all about quick, fast human communication, the modeling transparent leadership as well, ultimately, which is kind of key, great communication mm-hmm. is part of that. And, and and making small changes to make a big impact. You know, there are things that are bubbling up in every company and before they explode, get on top of them while there's still a little smoldering spark. That's, that's kind of our principle. And our, part of our service is helping clients in how to not be overwhelmed by that information, but like, here, here you go, two things, deal with that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And you know, if I think of my experience working at a large organization, I know sometimes it can be frustrating, especially if you're on that front line and you're bubbling things up. Historically, right, it's going to go up to your net, your your first level yeah. of manager. Maybe it makes it beyond them, but a lot of times you never know what happens. That yeah. is it making it to the appropriate person? Is it getting up into the senior leadership or the C-suite, ultimately where it needs to be? So having a tool like this where you can do it anonymously if need be, or if you want to, to make sure that that information is getting to the right folks, so powerful. And then as you mentioned, the idea of transparency, so you can kind of go back to the organizations, here's what we should do, here's what you should do, here's what we've done to really close that loop back with with the employees so that they do feel valued for it. And for it to happen quickly as well. So it's not that it takes six months or a year for anything to be the loop to close. It could happen in a day. And that's, that's the speed that it could happen. And so there's, yeah, great. Yeah, kind of lots, lots of stuff we see where that works incredibly well. If people are open, authentic, and at times even saying, we're not going to do something about this, but this is why, which often never happens. Um, You know, it kind of becomes a bit of a black hole if you're not careful. Yep, absolutely. So to, you know, to kind of make these changes happen, to avoid that black hole, to get organizations running smoothly, communication skills play a big part of that. As you mentioned, getting ready to be a parent, uh, you, you will have your communication skills tested <laughs> time and time again. I can share share that for sure. But if if you think of what is a great communicator, you know, somebody that has strong communication skills, when you think of that, what's the vision that comes to mind for you? I, th- I think the default, and I guess I'm, I'm, you know, and this is not not to say it's the best, but I, I think sometimes I remember I was at a big conference in um, San Diego a few years ago, and Barack Obama was a speaker there, and, and there was kind of an awe and a presence about him as an orator. So I guess my kind of default when you ask me that is you go to the orator, you know, who's a great orator in those scenarios and often but often thinking more about that that becomes a bit broadcast, I guess, potentially, mm-hmm. and and probably I've learned over time and probably do it well sometimes and don't get it right sometimes as well is I think the best communicators are the best listeners, if I'm honest. So you're, um, cause otherwise there's a risk that you're just broadcasting out and you're not, you're not really clicking into how, whether it be how someone is responding to what you're saying, but also more importantly, if you listen first, then that should affect what you communicate out. And I think in, in, in leadership roles, that's incredibly important. It's hard to do, um, but it's incredibly important. This idea of listening is absolutely critical to be an effective communicator. And 
I think a lot of times when people hear that, they just think about, you know, you're having the conversation. You want to make sure that you're listening to what the other person is saying. You're taking it in, considering it. But for me, listening goes so far beyond that. You mentioned you're at a conference and there's a keynote speaker. That keynote speaker might not have the opportunity to talk to a whole bunch of people at that conference before they go on stage. They may just show up, go on stage, do their thing and leave. But I'm willing to bet all the good ones before then, they listened in some sense, right? They did their homework as to what's going on in that industry, or they did some homework as to what's important to the audience members in this association that I'm going to be speaking to. So listening comes in all shapes and sizes. Uh, and then kind of to, to what you do now, like are leaders listening to the feedback that's coming to them directly or indirectly throughout their organization? Are they hearing just kind of rumblings about? Are they paying attention to what their direct reports are bringing to them? And then are they using tools and technology to really listen to all of the thousands and thousands of voices across their organization? Exactly that. And I think often are they there for, you know, that ultimately comes down to, are you making the right decisions and are you making decisions with the right information? Ultimately, you're, you think it's, these are the things you need to be worrying about over here. And actually these are the things you need to be worrying about here, but you don't know that. Um, mm -hmm. And so you're, you're blind to that and it creates enormous blind spots, that disconnection. So I yeah, completely agree with you. And I think that's yeah. where we see, you know, it often kind of senior level people boards or often think about quite uh, things like processes and systems and at a macro level people and strategies and employees care about things that are completely different from that um, often. Um, and if they, if you don't get that right in terms of that employee experience, it ultimately means that your ultimately your business results aren't as good, and and it can be nothing to do with systems, processes, strategies. It can be often quite small things. Um, yeah, and I think that's why I see is the difference in terms of that the the disconnect you're talking about there. Yeah, and I think a lot of that probably comes down to as well as people move kind of up through an organization when they get to that next level, their initial focus is likely going to be on what was important in my last role. What were the things that I was good at? What were the things that I focused on? The systems, processes, tasks, things like that. And as you mentioned, they might have the blind spot to really what's going on. What are the true important things because they're not hearing it or listening to it as to what's coming from their employees. So Ollie, from, from your experience, both leading an organization, working with countless clients across the world, you know, what are you seeing as some of the, the key communication skills that are really important in the workplace today? What do people need to be bringing to the table to have a successful career and to impact their businesses? In terms of kind of leadership, I guess I'm thinking about, and that's kind of what I've been exposed to for a long time in different forms. I think historically, probably pre-COVID and pre-lockdown, I think leadership was often about galvanizing people around an exciting vision you're creating. You know, kind of the the kind of it was often about the leader charging from the front, holding metaphorically holding the, the flag in battle and everyone following them. Um, and all about kind of visionary and charismatic leadership. And I think what I see now, which is obviously there for kind of communication skills and that are about storytelling often, mm -hmm. uh, really, um, often about storytelling and creating excitement about where the company's heading and what that means for um, different mechanisms, whether that be around the purpose and the impact through to individuals. Um, I see a lot and through my last job as well in terms of working with founders of businesses and see it now is I think the role of leader is still has aspects of that, but also mm -hmm. I think has aspects around making sure that people have what they need to do their job 
often about quite often to quite a task level, but but in terms of equipping the team correctly, because I think probably the way we work now has shifted quite dramatically in terms of we aren't all glued in an office together. We are a little bit more autonomous and independent in the way we work. And we have, you know, companies who do that well, trust people to do that. And therefore your job as a leader shifts to, I'm not, my job isn't every day to be a kind of floating around the office, exciting people and remotivating around the vision, but it's often about, are you, are you able to deliver on your goals in a more transactional way? And so that, that's something I've learned and seen and, seen in other people probably myself as well is that's that's a very different shift or challenging shift for people but therefore it's a new set of skills in terms of what kind of the skills that leaders need and how you communicate around that and making sure that you're effectively delivering on that for people yeah that's a, a powerful thing to think about and it's oftentimes just a simple question of do you have the right tools to do your job or what can i do to help you to be successful a lot of times asking just one or both of those questions can have as much or more impact than the big rallying brave heart type of speech uh, to get the, the troops motivated, so to speak. But it's really just communicating and demonstrating to your employees that you're there. Your job as a leader is to help them be successful. And you want to understand what can I best do to help you get there? It's not about micromanaging and staying over their shoulder monitoring every task is like, okay, do you have the right tools? Okay. You have the good tools. Do you need help using those tools? Do you know how to best use those and, and utilize those against our goals? So I think that communication there of really asking those questions. And then what you mentioned about storytelling. And when you think of leadership and you think of those big inspirational leaders, whether it's from movies or sports, you typically think of that charismatic leader. They're, they're loud, their arms are flailing all over the place. They're really excited and you know, some people might shy away for the, from that because that's not them. That's not their style. But the way that you can have that same type of impact is through stories. If you can really take what you're trying to do at your company and build it around a story and have kind of a meaningful narrative tied into that where all the things you're talking about have a story associated and they roll up to that narrative, you will see tremendous amount of buy-in for what you're trying to do for your employees. No, I agree. Completely agree. Ollie, as as you think about your career trajectory, like I said, kind of took lots of zigs and zags throughout. They've done a lot of different things. You know, if I were to ask somebody close to you, and if I were to say, you know, what's the one communication skill that really has set Ollie apart, that's helped him to get to the point where he is today? You know, what would they share with me with me? Would that be that key communication skill? I'm passionate about what I do. I think that's probably, and and, and when I am, it's obvious <laughs> um, um, in the way, and it comes across in the way I communicate. Probably when I'm not, it's really obvious as well. Um, but I would say that is what people would say. I would say that's, if I was asking my wife, I think that's what she'd say. Um, in, in terms of work, I'm, I, I, when I'm at my best, which is often when I'm probably best communicating in a leadership role, that's kind of a lot of what it's about. It's when I really care. Yeah, and, and that make, when I'm passionate about it. And when when it comes to to demonstrating that passion, you you mentioned it, right? It's typically obvious when somebody is very passionate about something, and it's obvious when they're not. They may just be going through the motions. You know, for me, it's always been when you create the connection between kind of what you say and what you do. Typically, when those two are alignment, you're going to see somebody's passion come through. 
then also where there's that alignment between what they're saying, the words, how they're saying it, their tone, their pace, volume, inflection, and then how they look when they say it, the gestures, the facial expressions. When you kind of have alignment between those three, that's typically where that passion is going to come through. And people are going to be able to feel that. So to your point, if you're talking about something and you're just very droning on and monotone, your body's not moving, you you maybe you feel passionate about it, but the listener, the audience, they're not going to pick up on that because there's a disconnect sometimes between what people say and how they deliver that message. So if you have a key message, you're trying to get out something really important, you want to make sure that you do have the alignment between those three levels. What am I saying? How am I saying it? And then how do I look when I'm saying it? Ollie, who's been someone from throughout your career that has a, had a big impact on your communication style? And you know, maybe what's something that you took from them and kind of has now put it in your tool belt, so to speak? It's it's part of how how you communicate and who you are. I think I probably prefer, I mean, everyone probably says this, right? You think back to a previous boss or, mm-hmm. or and I, I, I think back to someone I worked with at a, at actually at the chemical sales business. Um, so very different to kind of the company I work at now, but, but they, um, they were not that brave heart type leader, interestingly, mm-hmm. um, but they were very good communicator in terms of probably making you making me, but other people as well, I'm sure, but making me feel that they were very focused on me. And I don't think that was inauthentic. I think it was Mm -hmm. authentic, but I think they cared. I think they wanted to help me. I think they wanted the best for me. It's that kind of servant leadership style, I guess. And this person wasn't, you know, big extrovert. They were kind of relatively introverted, but, um, but they were, they were brilliant at creating incredible relationships with people because, it wasn't about charisma and energy. It was, they were, they have great energy, as you were saying, but people, they were credible, they were authentic, they were honest. Um, they, you know, they, when they said they were going to do something, they delivered it. They had every, you know, your best intentions when you work for them, you know, they were honest with you where it wasn't working. They were, you know, but they praised you where it was. So it's just that kind of authenticity around that, but always focused on, you could see that he was focused on how can I help Ollie progress ultimately, and whether that be through skill development, feedback, or literal progression. Um, and I've taken a lot from that, and I think um, you know, on some days get it right, some days don't get it right. But ultimately, that's I know that in my job, the jobs I do now, I won't be successful unless I have the right people and I and I enable them ultimately. And my job is hire great people develop great people and get out the way, frankly, Uh, because I don't know the answers. That's not my job. My job is to kind of, you know, bring the right people together at the right time when they're needed, you know, for what the company needs at that moment and, and let them go. That's that's great to hear. I love it. Hire great people, develop great people, get out of their way. Fantastic mantra. And I've had leaders like that throughout my career where, you felt when you were talking with them that, and this may sound like a little bit of an exaggeration, but at that point, you were the most important person in the world. They were just locked in on you and how they could help you. And that is such a, just a tremendous motivator when you work for a leader like that, where kind of nothing else seems to exist when you're talking with them and they just do a tremendous job of demonstrating that. And I, one leader in particular 
was simply the way that after I would say something or ask a question, just the way that he would pause. Sometimes it almost felt like an awkward pause if you were on the phone because it was maybe a two or three second silence where he was taking the time to process what I just said. He wasn't just jumping right in and responding and disagreeing or agreeing, whatever, but really showing that, yep, I'm processing, I'm, I've listened, I'm going to think about it for a second, and then coming back is really powerful. And like I said, when you're with them in meetings, they're locked in versus, remember at my, my last company, sometimes we'd have big team meetings, the senior leaders will come in, they're in the back, they're on the phone the whole time, they're checking their email, they're on their laptop working on you know some sort of fire drill. So but those people that can come in and really understand that when I'm with this person, I need to be with this person, I need to be present is a huge, huge tool and can absolutely help take your leadership to the next level. That being present, I think is a really interesting point in the way we all work now. And I guess, how do you see that in terms of, you know, the in, when you're in the literal room with someone, you can shut your laptop, you can put your phone in your pocket or mm -hmm. in a different room even. But 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 I think an interesting challenge we face now is when we're in a you know in a room like this, metaphorically, you know, a virtual room, yeah. not a literal room, is theoretically you could have your phone vibrating, you know, a, a kind of an, an instant message coming through on Slack or Teams, an email appearing. It is it's easy to turn those things off, but I think people tend to not do yeah. that as much. And so we're all guilty. I think of even when we're in a room um, in a conversation with one person, there's other stuff going on around and you, you know, you can always see people's eyes moving around the screen. It's always a giveaway. I guess, it is, yeah. do you see that happening? Is that what you see trending as well? It, it is. Yeah. So it's, it's challenging. And with you know the company that I lead, we do a lot of in-person training, but you know, since, you know, the past three years, we've done a lot of virtual instructor-led training, and we've noticed just the difference in people when they're on those virtual trainings, right, getting them to truly be locked in and engaged and not wanting to dip out and go to other meetings or take phone calls. So it is challenging, and it's something that takes practice as the participant in that communication. So for, for example, with these, I talk about this a lot when I do the podcasts, Office doors closed. If if my wife, my kids are home, a text message goes out to them. Hey, I'm recording. Can't be disturbed. My phone is, I turn it all the way off. So you can see it's not on. You know, Teams goes to do not disturb. Outlook is shut down. So I have a regiment that I go through before all of these because I couldn't do these conversations and really be, you know, pay attention and listen to what, you know, my guests are saying if I didn't do that. Now, I will say I falter sometimes when it is like my one-on-ones with my teams. That's where... For me, I need to get in this kind of the same habit or kind of routine for all of my meetings to try to do that because what I've noticed is my attention is just infinitely better during these types of conversations where I don't have any distractions. I go as far as I try not to book something immediately after these because I don't want to be thinking, oh gosh, I got to jump off with Ollie because I got mm -hmm. this big meeting coming up. So I, I implement all these strategies that allow me to effectively listen to what's going on to take the time to process my thoughts and communicate effectively. And I, I've noticed a big difference since I started going through this with the episodes that I really am tuned in and can focus on listening. And then all the prep work, you know, I do in advance with questions and stuff helps. But for me, that's been a game changer for it. Ollie, as we're wrapping up here, uh, just what piece of closing advice would you have for somebody around communication skills? And the important role that they can play in career development. You know, it could be somebody coming straight out of university, maybe they're mid-career looking to make a career change, go into entrepreneurship. 
what what advice would you have for them around focusing in on their communication skills? I think if I look back to my earlier career, if you guess, you know, that kind of deformative years, I think one thing I would say to people who are at that point in their career, who are, and it doesn't have to be young people, but at an earlier stage in ACE career, mm-hmm. um, I think don't underestimate how much you can learn from your colleagues and your more senior members but you, I think you learn the most in the informal moments. So I think back mm-hmm. to early in my career, um, we used to, um, you know, learning is part of communication, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I used to learn the most when we went, we were going to client meetings, which is on the train or in the car. I didn't learn the most in the meeting or in the preparation. I learned the most in the, in the two hours in, on the train or the two hours in the car. Or, and that's, I think that's one thing I would say. And I think that's quite challenging and probably in the current way of working it's it's harder mm-hmm. now than it probably was, but I would say that's one thing around learn ask questions in those moments when you can do that, because I think that is critical to your accelerating your development. I would say one thing. And I think I would say something you just said there is really important. I think a lot of people are really guilty of not doing that anymore is when you're in a conversation be, yeah, I agree. Be in it. And I'm guilty of not doing that at times. And I think, I think that means you will take more in and you will noticeably be better in that moment as well. So whether that's in a in a client dynamic, you'll be switched on. In an internal dynamic, it, you'll be noticeably more switched in and probably perform better than your peers, frankly, which is great from a career development perspective. Um, I would say those two things without listing a load of stuff. I think those two things. Absolutely. And you know, we're, we're in this world right now of the big debate between work from home, return to office, hybrid work, three days here, two days here, whatever it is, I want to get into the debate. But you know, one of the things that you hear often from company leaders is that it is those informal moments where people are in the office where a lot of learning and growth occurs. I think the way that you put it yeah. is probably articulated the best that I've heard any argument for kind of really working in office and being with people. Because now if it's a Zoom call, you're hopping on a minute before it starts, as soon as it's over, boop, you jump, you, you move out. But having those times, whether it's with a colleague, uh, somebody, you know, one of your direct reports or a leader that you report up to, really just spending time with them in those informal moments, you're going to pick up a lot of gems. So just finding now what's the best balance, the best way to do that. So you can have people just continue to grow and develop those skills. I agree. And I think the key is about how you're intentional about that, because without getting into the debate, I agree. I think the 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 control shift has happened and it will never go back in terms of the, um, you know, from employer to employee. And I agree with that. I think I think that's good. I think that's and, and but I think it's bringing people together in the way we've just talked about is really important, but you can't just do it on a mandate. You have to do it with an intentional kind of proposition as to why there is benefit to the individual as well. Um, Otherwise it just doesn't work. Yep. Ollie really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wish you all the best and hope you have a great day. Thank you, Scott. It's been great. Take care. A special thanks again to my guest, Ollie Craddock. Ollie's insights about the shift to remote and hybrid work over the past few years and how those shifts have impacted leadership is spot on. If your style hasn't adapted along with the changes at your organization, you are likely missing opportunities to accelerate growth. As always, if you are looking to improve your communication skills, 
be sure to subscribe to Communicast so that you can continue to learn from my guests with each new episode. And if you have found value in the show, leaving us a rating or review would be appreciated. Thanks and have a great day.